بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني من نور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين We continue our a study of the book Divine Justice by Ayatollah Mutahari. The part that we want to study today is about the role of the difficulties and calamities in producing good. So he says we have already mentioned two points about calamities and difficulties and you know bad things one was that negative things one is that negative things or ugly things we said they are part of a system and for the having the whole system we need to have them we di discussed this in details the second thing was that uh, actually if there were no difficulties or ugly things then good things beautiful things would not even uh, exist if everyone was Yusuf, like Yusuf, then the concept of beauty was disappearing. If everything was flat, there was no mountain and, you know, valleys and flat, everything was the same, then we couldn't have, you know, uh, so many good things that we have, you know, in the, on the planet now. There have to, there has to be differences, ups and downs, beautiful, ugly. Uh, Sometimes you become hungry, then you enjoy food. If you are always full, then you are not enjoying food. So this was the second thing. We discussed this before. The third aspect that we want to discuss today is that bad things are actually producing good things for us. In particular, difficulties and calamities are like mother for fortune and good opportunities and perfection. He says, this world is made in the way that inside difficulties you have good things and inside also good things you have difficulties yes man has been made in labor or you know difficulties so or for example quran says although it is about day and night but in a sense means opposite things are coming together and one goes inside the other so, in the 
most enjoyable time you also have some difficulties and in the most difficult time also there are good things then he refers to surat Inshirah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alam Nashrah Lakasadrak. Wabadana Anka Bizrak. Alladi Ankaba Dahrak. Warafana Lakar Dikrak. Fa inama al Usri Yusra. Inama al Usri Yusra. Fa ida Faragata Fansab. Wa ida Rabbika Farga. He says we should consider the whole surah which is about Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah was facing lots of challenges and difficulties to the extent that Allah says this burden, this weight, this weight, this burden which was on him was nearly breaking his back. Anqadahrak. So it's like breaking, you know, it's like if you have a roof made by wood and something heavy is put on it or is moved you hear some voice you know some sounds like it's breaking yeah so it was like breaking your back but we gave you patience and large heart to contain it we raise your name but then Quran says with difficulty there is ease and then as a general rule not only for the Prophet in a general rule then Allah says when you finish a task it means that uh, when you finished a job fansab means again put yourself into a new job with difficulties yeah fansab nosb means difficulty means human beings should not say i want to finish and then relax rest of my life i want to relax it's not a good thing if you want to relax it means that you are not going to make any progress so you have to say and i have to say myself oh allah please enable me to finish this stage this job and be able to maintain uh, my integrity my patience do my duties so that then i can move on to a higher class and then of course there will be other challenges but they again help me so that i can meet and face those challenges and then go to a higher so always you should be moving from one stage to another stage which is higher but never say i don't want to have any problem because if you don't want to have any problem either you have to die which maybe it's actually the beginning of problems. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> or you have to be a useless person who has no impact, no progress. Because life is a race in a sense. that Not a race with some other people necessarily. <coughs> a race for everyone. 
Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's a kind of always competition. No, even if you are alone, it's a race that you should improve yourself. So a good lesson for all of us that we can never expect problems stop. So, when you finish a job, then again, put yourself into another job with difficulties and, you know, challenges. Then he says something interesting. He says, challenges and attacks and pressure can break non-living beings. You know, if there is stone, if there is glass, if there is wood, if there is plaster, pressures, attacks can destroy them and break them. But living beings with pressures and attacks, they are stimulated and they can become stronger. Of course, if it is too much, it can be destructive. But uh, normally the pressures which are coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the difficulties that come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his friends are not more than they can cope with. He gives that much that you can cope with and then when your capacity increases, then you may get more. <laughs> yeah, this is the way to make progress. But he doesn't give you too much if it is his plan. If it is caused by people, then that's different. But Mu'man is never defeated. Mu'man has all the means and all the power to resist all the challenges. No one can defeat a Mu'man as long as he's Mu'man. So, for non-living beings, pressure and attack can damage them, break them, destroy them. But for living beings, makes them fresh and give them a new kind of uh, vitality. He says, conflicts and challenges are like uh, wiping, uh, sorry, weeping for stimulating. Then there is a famous uh, thing in uh, letter of Amir al-Mu'minin to Uthman ibn Hunayf. You know, Uthman ibn Hunayf was appointed by Amir al-Mu'minin as a governor. And Imam Ali received a report, a reliable report, uh, that he gets uh, invitations from rich people and goes to the meetings, you know, regularly and eats like them, you know. So, but uh, he doesn't show that much interest to the meeting of the poor people, for example. One of the things that Imam Ali mentions in that, actually, it's not only about human being, as a biological principle. He says that if there is a plant which is grown in a very difficult condition, it's stronger and more endurable. He says, you know, when there are trees which are planted in dry land or where there is little water, 
they are stronger they have you know stronger roots stronger you know uh, wood also you can use their wood you know for hard work but those things uh, plants that are always given water and everything you know they are weaker they are very soft those plants that are in desert they are better also for burning if you want to use them as a fuel they are better than those which are constantly being given water when you put on fire they are slower in being extinguished yeah they quickly can uh, give you heat and fire and they are slow in uh, damage being damaged so this is uh, in letter 45 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the quran <coughs> in the famous ayat uh, Allah says Lam for ta'akid Noon of ta'akid And this shows This is certainly happening That we are going to try you Bishay'an With something Fear Or jew hunger Or loss in money Or thamarat means fruits or and for salami you know loss of people lives this is going to happen you are going to be tested but but give Basharat good news to the people who are patient okay there is no Basharat that you are not going to be tested the Bashara is that if you are patient, then you are receiving Bashara. And Sabirin are the people that Alladina Ida Asabatum Musibah Kalu inna lillahu inna ilayhe Rajaun. When a difficulty, a calamity, tragedy happens to them, they say we are from God and we return to God then Allah says these are the people that receive salutations from Allah and mercy and you know those who receive salutations from Allah what happens to them those who receive salutations from Allah in Surah Ahrab Allah says Allah takes them from darkness to light. So it means that those who are patient, when calamities come, Allah will take them from darkness to light. And also Allah gives them mercy, rahmah. And part of this rahmah is forgiveness. But rahmah does many other things. Uh, that we discussed in understanding God's mercy. So you 
have to be prepared for calamities, not volunteering, as I said, but be prepared for it if it happens. And try to be patient, not lose your patience, not be thinking that Allah doesn't love you, Allah doesn't care about you. This world is absolutely bad, absolutely negative, being depressed. No, this is a race. This is a training place. There are motivations. And sometimes these motivations are in the form of <coughs> challenges. Because if we say to people, if you do well, we give you sweets and chocolates, this doesn't have that much power. Yeah, but <laughs> if you put them in difficulties, then it has more power. Yeah. So, for example, you know, if you say, you know, please, you know, don't be attached to dunya. We will give you all the reward. Many people are attached to dunya. But some problem sometimes happens to you during your life that you are totally detached from dunya. Dunya for you has no attraction anymore. Yeah? So sometimes pressures can do something that success or positivity cannot do. And also, I was thinking actually a few days ago that sometimes your enemies can do something for you that even your friends cannot do for you. Yeah? If you want to become a better person, if you want to move towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a good friend is very helpful. One of the greatest blessings is to have good friends. Yeah, <coughs> with whom you can travel towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They can be inspiring you, reminding you, encouraging you. Gives lots of energy if you have good friends. And if they are stronger than you, they can a little bit push you. Yeah, they cannot force you because if they force you, there is no benefit. Yeah, but they can push you a little bit. So sometimes you are lazy, they can push you a little bit. It's about good friend. It's very important. But still, I think sometimes enemies can do more. Because sometimes enemies, especially those who are very bad, are so bad that you run away from them and then you jump into the hands of Allah. <laughs> A friend cannot do this. But enemies, especially those bad ones, make you much closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we have bad enemies, sometimes we have to be grateful that... <laughs> yes. Some people, when they recite dua, maybe they, they may ask for bala to be removed from them. Yes. But would you say this is perhaps not the best dua, and rather we should be asking for... Bala not to come to us that would perhaps cause us towards misguidance, but we should treat it in the right way and let it grow our iman. We ask for afia, uh, but so, so we don't ask for bala, we ask for afia. But if bala comes, we should be prepared for it. Okay? So 
not to ask for bala, but be prepared for bala. Especially, we can pray to Allah that I know that I'm going to be tested. Please test me with the things that I can pass, I can be successful, and make them easier for me. But you shouldn't say, please don't test me. Yeah, we have to be tested. <coughs> or some people you know, uh, say, oh Allah, test me with money. Test me with fame. Test me. <laughs> so, but who knows? Maybe you will fail these these things. You know, easier because. So we say, please test us because there is no way to succeed. But in the way that we can manage, make it easy for us because we are very weak. We shouldn't think. You know, I am very powerful. You know, I am uh, asking Allah to give me more uh, difficulty, more calamities. Yes. Sheikh, uh, two questions. One is, Yes. Is this something we say in extreme calamities, like someone passes away, for example, or even when, I don't know, like someone scratches your car? Do you say it always whenever something happens, or is it for calamities? Like food? It seems that uh, anything that is a trial, Anything that is good and you lose. Because it says, So if, for example, uh, you are for some time hungry and you don't have something to eat, this also can be said. But it's more now established that it's when we lose someone. But it's not necessary that, uh, so even for example, in the case of. Uh, the story of Karbala that, for example, you know, uh, I think we had this, that uh, when the news of the appointment of Yazid reached and you know, they asked for audience, I think Imam said, inna lillahi wa inna So it was not about death of a dear one, it was about a big problem in the Ummah. Yeah, so sometimes you can say when there's a big tragedy, when you see, for example, innocent people are killed, you can say, or when you see there is injustice, for example. And uh, so the second question, if, if you are tested with a very difficult situation, and you do the right thing, but for example, you lose your temper while you do the right thing. Yes. So you did the right thing, but you were very angry. Yes, yes. So do you consider yourself... Failed or successful or partly successful? How, how would we analyze this? It depends how serious was that issue and how much you got angry and then what your anger caused to other people. So there are many factors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a very, very challenging issue, it's like a war, for example. Okay, if in war you get angry, it's not as bad as, for example, in relations with uh, family members and friends you get angry, you know? So, although we should always try not to get angry in the way which is not reasonable, but it depends on the case. Unfortunately, many times in 
relations that we have with each other, when anger comes, we become loser. So we may be first mazloom, then we end being zalim. Many times this happens. We overreact and we destroy everything. So we have to be very careful. May Allah help us, inshallah. Then Ayatollah Mutahari has a discussion. About, so this was general, but he has also a discussion that calamities are also especially expected for awliya. Awliya Allah, friends of God, saints. He mentions some hadith. For example, Imam Baqir said, إن الله عز وجل لا يتعاهد المؤمن بالبلاء كما يتعاهد الرجل أهله بالهدية من القيبة. You know, imagine someone is traveling and for some months has to be away from family for some years. Okay. It's not just one week, two weeks. So if you are away from your family, your loved ones for some time, what do you do? You send them gifts. So someone is going, for example, there, you say, you know, please take this for my family. You send them money, okay? You post for them. So you don't forget your family. And anything that you think would be useful for them, make them happy, you would send for them. Okay? So Imam Bagh says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also does the same with mu'min. Mu'min cannot see Allah. Allah is in a sense you know, hidden from mu'min. If there is any good bala, Allah keeps sending for this mu'min. <laughs> it would be useful. <laughs> Of course, you have, whoever is watching this has to listen to previous lectures. We said it's not that Allah does all these bad things that happen. Many things are against the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Many things are against the will of Allah. But still you can benefit from it. And then there are things that which are test. Then maybe those are the things that Allah would be happy if it is not caused by injustice or zulmat. Another hadith from Imam Sadiq If Allah loves a servant of him would insert him into bala, you know like you if someone, for example, you want him to learn how to swim. He, he has all the lessons, but he's always afraid of going to water. You throw him into water. Then he has to <laughs> survive. Or he says, you know, uh, some birds, when the time comes that their, uh, you know, children have to fly and they don't fly, they throw them from the nest outside. 
but they are watching them. If they cannot, you know, fly, they take them, but they let them struggle. Because if you don't struggle, you don't learn. So if Allah really loves someone, kathahu bil bala. Allah would cover him with calamity. Kathahu. Kathahu. Kath. But the beauty of this is that when Allah puts you into this, he watches you and he is with you. So you will get more connected to him. Yeah, you will have more spiritual time, inshallah. Amir, uh, sorry, Imam Sadiq alayhi salam also said, Inna ashaddanna sibala an al-anbiya. The people who had the greatest test and trial and calamities were the prophets. Then the people who come after them. You know those who come in the rank second to the prophets. Those who are closer and then those who are closer. So depending on how much they resemble them in their quality, how close are in their rank, they are expected to suffer. And you know, <clears throat> Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma mithla ma So the prophets have the greatest suffering and among them, Prophet Muhammad had the greatest. Ma uzi Yes. Sorry, um, here there's a hadith mentioned from the Prophet that you know, he went to his house. Yes, I mentioned that. Yeah, so does that mean... Um, and does that mean if someone, there's no bala for him because, you know, he left the person's house and he said Allah's mercy is not, yeah. you know, descending here. Does it mean someone who does not have bala, Allah is keeping you? Yes. If absolutely no bala, yes, it's worrying. There is a hadith here, a story. I don't know, those of you have heard uh, my lectures on suffering. This is a hadith that I mentioned also there. Once Rasulullah went to see someone. And he was supposed to have meal in his house. Then he saw a hen <coughs> walking on the edge of the wall and then laid an egg. And the egg dropped and stood on a nail. It's not in the book the details, but the story is there. Rasulullah was surprised that this egg dropped and stood on the nail didn't break and didn't drop on the floor so this man realized that rasulullah was surprised he said by the one who has raised you truthfully as a prophet i have never i have never had any musibah any problem nothing breaks in this house nothing is burnt nothing is broken <laughs> No one becomes ill, you know. And maybe he said it with a sense of pride that, you know, that maybe he thought he's a very special servant of God, that, you know, that no problem happens. Then Rasulullah 
left didn't stay for me and said you know uh, this something like uh, for example this is a person that or you are someone that uh, someone that Allah has no nothing to do with him Allah has left him this is istidraj if Allah doesn't care about someone then a sign of it might be that nothing wrong happens everything they want happens you know they say in the books on akhlaq you know you may have seen this story that there was a person like a king a khalifa who was not good and he had invited many people and they had a you know a sinful gathering and it was outside outdoor the only problem was sunshine was too hot so they were doing all the haram and said i'm just king and he said you know i wish there was cloud and actually cloud came not because he is the loved one but this is estetraj means sometimes uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would leave someone like for example as a teacher if you have a very good student you know he's doing his study properly okay you give him instructions but you are not very worried if you have a students who are weak you work with them give them extra homework you know check with them but if you have very weak students who are careless and you see it's waste of your time so you just ignore them they may think oh it's very good the teacher never asks me question never says you know where are you <laughs> you know what have you studied but this is not a good sign it means that he has lost his hope in you he knows you are going to fail so it's not a good sign if no tragedies happen to you no difficulties happen to you but yes it's a good sign if tragedies that damage your faith or piety don't happen to you allahumma la taj'al musibatana fi deenina yes or tragedies that damage your dignity and honor but other challenges that are like death like illness like poverty having enemies these are common prophets had only Allah had these problems so in the greatest people in difficulty means those who had greatest difficulties and calamities were the messenger prophets then the people who come after them then then he says there are two things that have power to transform human beings and motivate them and bring out from them their potentials one is love when you love for example your work you become very creative and innovative when you love your studies 
You don't miss any mubahasa if you laugh. Other thing is bala. So love and suffering or calamities, these two can motivate and make you very creative. Okay? You may say, what about hatred? No, hatred doesn't make you creative. How many people you have seen have produced artistic pieces because of hatred? But love can, you know, bring out your skills, your, you know, talents. Those who are full of hatred, if they want to make a poem, they cannot make a nice poem. But either for love or if you are challenged. Okay, so we finish this part. Inshallah, we continue next week. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam.